Welcome to another episode of the Principal Liner Notes Podcast. This is Sean Gaylord, and I am grateful for you spending some time with me as we explore the intersections between music, education, life, leadership, and all things in between. This particular episode will serve as a preview, if you will, for my new podcast series entitled The Album That Changed My Life. It is a passion project of mine, and I'm excited to debut it very soon. And as I have been preparing for that episode, I thought that I would use the Principal Liner Notes podcast as a prequel. Well, it kind of is a prequel uh, for the album that changed my life podcast series. And I started thinking about passion. I started thinking about musicians and bands. And in particular, I've been reflecting upon artists who take a break from their band to do a, a side project or musicians who have been tinker, tinkering away on a passion project of, of theirs. And I thought this might be a good way to introduce this new podcast series, The Album That Changed My Life, which serves as a passion project for me. And I hope that my sharing of this will inspire maybe a passion project that you are working on, or perhaps it will stir you to call up the courage to work on that passion project and take giant, bold steps. So again, welcome to the Principal Liner Notes podcast. And as with all roads for me, they always start and end at the record store. Stay tuned. Okay, here we are on my much-anticipated walk to my friendly neighborhood record store here in the heart of downtown Winston-Salem, heading to Underdog Records. And for those of you who listen to the Principal Liner Notes podcast, you know that this is an essential part of my my week or my day or my (laughs) just taking a break. And this walk is a reminder of, for me to, to take time for those things that, that drive me, those things that inspire me, those things that uplift me. And it is important in the course of the mania and rigors and demands of our schedule or whatever gig that we are, that we are in, that you've got to take that time. You have to carve out that time for your passion or for those things that inspire you. And for me, it's going to the record store. It's this walk that I'm taking on Burke Street. That is, uh, it's a Saturday afternoon right now. And uh, it's my walk. It's my time. It's it's my time to to carve out what I call that here comes the sun white space. That's another reference to another episode of the Principal Liner Notes podcast. So as, as we take that walk together, and as I invite you 
on a little bit of my time. What are those things that inspire you? What are those things that you look forward to? What is that walk that you enjoy taking to that space that is yours, that space that uplifts you, that space that drives your passion? And in many ways, this episode deals with the rabbit hole sidebar jaunt that we should all take for our passion to inspire us and uplift us and renew us. So let's walk into the record store together and see what we will discover. Okay, I will try not to get too geeky in my passion for music. In fact, I kind of showed a little bit of that. Actually, I showed a lot of a lot of that earlier this week when I secured my tickets for Paul McCartney. Now, for those of you who have listened to the Principal Liner Notes podcast, or if you have read my book, the Pepper Effect, or some of my other writings, you will know that I am a very passionate geek when it comes to the Beatles, and Paul McCartney is performing in my town this May. In Winston-Salem, North Carolina, Paul McCartney, member of the Beatles, Sir Paul McCartney, award-winning musician who has written songs with John Lennon, performed with George Harrison, Ringo Starr, Stevie Wonder, Wings, the list goes on, is going to be in my town. Now, I have seen Paul McCartney several times before, but I have not seen him in my town. I've always had to drive several hours, away to see him. So this is a big deal and I'm very excited. And in fact, I'm, I'm glad that this is not a filmed podcast because I just have this incredible dorky grin on my face. But putting all of that aside, I am a geek. I am a proud geek when it comes to music. And one of the things that I really dig about music is I appreciate when bands either take a break from their usual routine or their lineup and they they mix things up or they they take a pause from the regular band lineup and they splinter off into a side project or or a splinter group. So, for example, think back in the, the 80s when Duran Duran broke off into two different bands. I thought that was kind of a cool move. So you had... John Taylor and Andy Taylor forming that great band Power Station with Tony Thompson from Chic on on drums and Robert Palmer, the late great Robert Palmer on lead vocals. And then the rest of the members of of the band, Roger Taylor, Nick Rhodes and Simon LeBon formed their side project called Acadia. And that was kind of cool. And they took a break and then they got back together and became Duran Duran again. Or in the 90s when New Edition 
broke off and you had Bobby Brown doing his solo project. They brought in Johnny Gill. And then you had Belle Biv DeVoe uh, with their great hit Poison. And again, that was a splinter group from New Edition. Then they got back together. Or how about when Stevie Nicks took a break from Fleetwood Mac and she joined forces with Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers and they made that wonderful song, Stop Dragging My Heart Around. Or any time with Neil Young, who, kind of a restless musician, he's never stayed in one band very long. Uh, sometimes he's Neil Young. Sometimes he hooks up with Crosby, Stills, and Nash. At one point, he did an album with Stephen Stills. Then he got back with Crazy Horse. Crazy Horse was his side project. Then he did an album with the Stray Gators. And sometimes he was in one band and another, and he just kept changing lineups and changing alliances. But at the end of the day, he's still Neil Young. Radiohead recently uh, has a, a side project where a few members of the band formed a, a, another small band called The Smile. Also, you may be familiar with the Traveling Wilburys. Uh, speaking of George Harrison, that was kind of his passion project to make really cool music with some of his cool friends, some of his cool friends being Bob Dylan, Tom Petty, Jeff Lynne, Roy Orbison. Uh, I always think that's kind of interesting when artists do that to take a break from their routine. And I think sometimes when they do that, they do that to fulfill the need to recharge their creative batteries. You know, Humanly speaking, perhaps they're just sick of being with the old members of their band and they just need a break and they need to be around other faces, other people with, with different ideas. Um, sometimes when artists do that, they want to channel that energy to renew their passion for music or to renew their core or to renew their vision. Now, sometimes you do have to take a break from that band to forge new collaborations. Sometimes we need that. Sometimes we need that change of scenery, that change in our internal weather, so to speak. Sometimes we need to, to take a break from our band or our group or our organization or our department or our schoolhouse to do our own thing. Uh, sometimes we need that solitary time. Sometimes we need that opportunity to do things on our our own and that's okay too for example bruce springsteen he sometimes is with the e street band sometimes he does his own thing paul mccartney who i just geeked out about at the beginning of this podcast sometimes he's solo and sometimes he's so solo that he records albums completely by himself a trio of albums in which he recorded all of the instruments and laid down all of the vocal tracks. His first solo album, McCartney. Then in 1980, he recorded McCartney 2. And then more recently, uh, the McCartney 3 album. And those were all completely solo affairs. And then sometimes Paul McCartney will not be Paul McCartney and he'll record music under his pseudonym, The Fireman, which is kind of his experimental, electronic, um, creative uh, way to, to kind of get a different side of his musical expression out. Uh, 
And again, I'm always fascinated when, when musicians do that. And sometimes when bands or musicians take a break from their usual routine or take a break from their usual lineup and they reform, sometimes better ideas, innovative ideas, more creative ideas, and bold musical expressions come forth from that respite, from that retreat with another collaborator, from that solo passion project, if you will. And it's important sometimes as as educators and, and leaders that we do our best to break free of the box that we're in or to break off the rut that we find ourselves still treading within. I've talked about within this particular podcast how the last couple of years, uh, educators have, have really been under a new form of pressure, under a new form of stress, and we are running ourselves into different kind of ruts. And sometimes that leads us down a path of despair, down uh, a path of imposter syndrome, down uh, a path of leadership amnesia. And it's important that we take those breaks and stretch out our scope for the things that fill us, for the things that ignite us, for the things that fuel our passion. I say this as, as February is coming to an end and, and we're, some of us may be going through those, those doldrums that in, in the educational space that February and March bring. There isn't a day off. We don't have breaks. Some of us may be, be suffering from seasonal affective disorder and, 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 and it can be tough and it can be hard. And I share this because it's so important. It is, it is vital. It is essential to our gig that we take the space, we take the time, take the courage to collaborate anew, to find those other paths, to find those other people, whether they're in our department, whether they're outside of our department or outside of our district or outside of our PLN and, and, and reach out and, and Hey, do you want to collaborate? Hey, I, I see that you're doing some really neat and groovy things in, in your schoolhouse. Or, wow, I just read this really cool article that reminded me of, of your core. And I would love to collaborate with you. I, I need a break from, from my other bands. Or I need a break from my usual routine. And I would love to collaborate with you on this new project. Sometimes it's important, too, to just do our own thing. This podcast, if you will, is, is in many ways my, my break from the routine. It is my break from the, the usual demands of, of my gig. It's my outlet. And I'm very grateful that, that I am able to, to do this. And some podcast episodes are, are better than others. And sometimes I, I, am, I am fueled up with, with passion and, and I'm fueled up with a renewed sense after that podcast. Sometimes I'll go, man, that episode was kind of a dud or, wow, I really geeked out there or I, I don't know if I made any sense. But I'm still grateful that I've taken the time to, to take that break. Um, and, and carved out the space and time 
to have this creative outlet that is the Principal Liner Notes podcast. And then I go back into my current gig, uh, refreshed, renewed, and, and ready for the next challenge or ready to, to tackle another collaboration. And I'm renewed by that and I'm energized by that. And sometimes there's other, there's other ways. And I know that there are other educators that do different things to fuel their passion or taking that break uh, from the status quo or taking that break from the norm to fill their space, to fill their soul with creativity. And recently, I've decided to take on another passion project of mine that I've been nurturing and working on, and I'll riff about that in the next segment. I truly believe in the life-changing power of music. Music, as I have said again and again and again, is the divine universal voice, and it is the soundtrack for our lives. And music for me is that not only that source for inspiration and that source for healing, but it is also life-changing. And there are so many albums that I have listened to over the years that have stirred my soul, reached my core, and have changed my life. And I felt that I needed to devote a podcast strictly to music, that there would not be any intersections with leadership or education. I I wouldn't provide any parables, if you will, on how leadership and music connect and culture connect with music and those things. I decided that I wanted to take the giant bold step and work on a passion project that shared my, not only my love for music, but my great joy at the life-changing power of music. So there's a new podcast coming up called The Album That Changed My Life, and the inaugural episode is just about completed, and I'm excited to share it. I'm excited to publish it. I'm excited that you'll have an opportunity to hear that. I've got all kinds of ideas surrounding it, and it will not only serve as my own kind of biographical riffs on music and and how they've certain albums have have changed my life and shaped my thinking and and challenged my perspective but i also thought that i could invite others on the podcast to share what their life-changing album is and perhaps by doing that and entering into that conversation um you might be able to to look into your own respective album and tape collections and and to find some meaning and, and, and value and worth. So again, the conversation 
will continue here in the Principal Liner Notes podcast, and I'll continue to explore those intersections between music and leadership and education and culture. And then I've got this side passion project that will focus completely on music and the essence of the album and how albums can change our respective lives. The first episode will focus on a little bit of my uh, life and a little bit of an album that I, I believe I've made some references to in this podcast, and that's the 1966 album, East West by the Butterfield Blues Band. And in the next segment, I'll just share a sneak preview of a segment from the upcoming podcast, the album that changed my life. It was the fall of 1984, and I am a freshman at Bishop McGinnis Memorial High School in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. I am trying to find my niche. I am encountering all of the typical adolescent misfit alienation scenarios. Besides books, my only solace is music. Today at school was an early drop-off for me, and I was looking forward to seeing my good friend, Bill. He was two years ahead of me, and we both took beginning French together. Bill was your typical misfit stoner freak who wore a jean jacket and Doug Rimbaud, Verlaine, Jim Morrison, and Muddy Waters. We both shared a love for the Beatles, and our friendship began when he noticed me scrawling Beatle album titles in my French notebook instead of verb conjugations. From there, I received a musical education from Bill for which I am eternally grateful. We became fast friends because of our shared love for music and he introduced me to all kinds of bands and musicians who are still on my turntable today. Bands that include them, featuring Van Morrison, Howlin' Wolf, and the band that is the subject of this episode, the Paul Butterfield Blues Band. Bill always had a pocket full of cassettes that went with his Sony Walkman. I always look forward to running into him in the morning excited for a new lesson in the blues or some sort of reference to an obscure garage rock band. I was at my locker placing textbooks on the shelf when I felt the familiar touch of the headset being firmly placed on my head. Immediately, I heard a distinctive jazzy guitar lick and then a rhythmic Latin drum pattern that sounded like nothing I had ever heard before. I turned around and saw Bill holding up a cassette with the words printed on it saying, East, West. Bill pointed to the last track, put the Walkman in my hands, waved, and walked away. It was East, West. I was transported to a sonic world and felt like I had discovered a new civilization like the ancient explorers. The music was electric, and I heard the blues, jazz, 
and then something distinctively Eastern, or was it Middle Eastern, emanating from the lead guitar. I was very aware of the Paul Butterfield Blues Band and their first debut album entitled The Paul Butterfield Blues Band. That album was my go-to for the Chicago Blues. It was my heritage. Both of my parents were from the south side of Chicago, and I was a proud descendant of that heritage as a black American. East-West, though, was unlike anything I had heard before. It changed my life, and East-West became the album that changed my life. That's it for this episode of the Principal Liner Notes Podcast. This is Sean Gaylord, and thank you so much for tuning in. Also, as I look over my notes, I realize that this is the 75th episode of the Principal Liner Notes Podcast, and I am grateful for your support and tuning in. Also, I am grateful for you tuning into the preview of my upcoming podcast, the album that changed my life. That podcast is coming soon. It is a passion project of mine, and I really want to do right by it. And I also want to do right by the album that changed my life, the Butterfield Blues Band's East West. So I'm still tinkering away at it, refining it, and and making it as good as I can. And probably I'll just end up sending it out as it is. I look forward to pushing that out there. And I look forward to you listening and I'm grateful for your time in doing so. Speaking of passions, don't forget to share with the world your passions and your dreams. And most importantly, don't forget to take the time to take action for your passions and dreams. The world is better for it and the world is better because of you. As always, I am grateful for the world of music. I am grateful for musicians. I am grateful for artistic expression. I'm grateful for the opportunity to share my passions and dreams with you. This is the Principal Liner Notes Podcast. This is Sean Gaylord. As always, there is a flip side, and I hope it finds you filled with peace. <laughs>